Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're here for a special Wednesday, Wednesday episode of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Two Chains here along with the good fella Jamal. What's going on? Not much. Uh, rest of the crew going to be jo- jumping in later on. Um, um, I'm guessing prior obligations, but you know, I got the message saying it was coming, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, Wednesday episode today because um, we're, we're shifting the schedule a little bit because uh, this is a busy week for us. Uh, so today we'll be talking about all things in the rest of the world um, WWE products, news, rumors, and uh, of course, do we care? um tomorrow we'll have a special guest interview with rayo uh so that should be cool and um then friday nova pro uh the kickoff show pumpkin pumpkin slice spice lariats it never rolls off my tongue correctly um should be a sellout show make sure you get those tickets uh we will be there for the people who's always asking are we going we're always going (laughs) we will be there i press if if we if one Two or three or four, somebody will be there. Okay, so you know, Big O Belt will be representing. So catch us at the door. Catch us uh, on our uh, YouTube live. Um, we'll be uh, shooting it off on uh, the Nova Pros YouTube channel. We'll do some Periscope action. So you know, we're we're around. We're making our channels. Uh, definitely check out that interview last week uh, with Jordan Grace. Absolutely amazing, fun. Um, she's a blast. Cannot wait to see her come uh friday friday yeah and uh, of course you know we'll be officially sponsoring that match which she will be taking on Fred yeha which should be and it's their first time ever wrestling and she brought up a great point which i'm really still shocked at too that this may be his first intergender match i have not researched it but i'm pretty sure i'm confident if she said it's never happened then that's what it is so i look forward to seeing that so um yeah. Um, by the way, I sound like crap. I'm a little bit sick. I think Jamal's a little bit sick. I think everybody's a little bit sick. And if you have any clue how all of us are mysteriously kind of sick, <clears throat> if you've never been in the DMV area, for anybody who listens, I know we have like a a nice significant following in, in England. So when I say DMV, I'm talking about the capital of Washington, D.C. and the surrounding uh, states around it. But um, as weird as it gets, this area is bipolar. We had, um, and Jamal is so good at everything. I know he's gonna be able to convert this off the top for me. We have like we had about seventy-five degrees Fahrenheit on Saturday, which is about what yeah. Celsius? Uh, mid mid to low twenties, uh, twenty-three, something like that. And I believe Sunday we got to about. No, what did Sunday rain? Forget. Um, uh, no, no, I was out playing Pokemon all Sunday and it rained. And then I, you know, I sat through that BSTOC and it didn't rain I, then. Okay. So if it did rain, it was overnight. That's right. Actually, it didn't. And then, like, like Monday, I'm sorry. Let's just, yeah, I'm getting my days confused. Then Tuesday, there was like tornado watches in certain areas, a lot of rain temperature down it was cold on monday i mean we went from like 74 we went from like 77 to maybe like the 70s to like 60s 50s it's just all over the place so bipolar weather uh, me- never- meanwhile it's 105 in los angeles uh <laughs> you know uh, i think like the first, at first pitch it was 95 which is like in the mid uh 30s uh celsius um so yeah the country is sweltering right now and it's october and it's uh, usually not this it's it's about i would say 10 to 15 degrees above average here yeah it's uh, it's all it's over place, dude. It's, it's, it's crazy uh, what global warming it doesn't exist global warming somebody doesn't bah. believe that's the thing but i'm not gonna name drop that person bah. it doesn't exist <laughs> so anyway what's going on uh in the movie world 
Uh, well, speaking of global warming, uh, so uh, Geostorm, which opened up last weekend. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about this. So, it, it's, it's the best sci-fi channel movie I've seen in years. Um, <laughs> the movie did so terribly at the box office that it's rumored that uh, Paramount is going to lose around $110 million Jeez. from this movie. Right. <laughs> um, basically, Gerard Butler plays a guy that built a weather uh, space, a satellite net around the Earth to uh, shoot down hurricanes and other disasters. In the trailer, you see a giant tidal wave or tsunami that um, runs over Dubai in the UAE. Last time I checked, that's an underground thing, which has nothing to do with the weather. Well, what do I know? The special effects were kind of cool, but the movie's trash. Uh, I wouldn't even like if if you got that Cody TV app. I'm gonna go ahead and fire that up <laughs> for two hours. I mean, it, it, it's, you, it's not even gonna go number one on Cody. If you don't got that Cody app, make sure you go to your local barber shop because <laughs> you know your yeah, barber coming even, there. <laughs> I wouldn't even buy it though. I, I, I was we just watching it at the barber shop. Um, don't get your hair cut. Just watch it at the barber shop. Hey, you know but, what's funny um, about yeah. that? When the when the when the barbershop guy got his portable DVD player and he was like, "Oh, you want to see how clear it is? I can show you to you right now." <laughs> I never go to that guy. Never. <laughs> um, uh, only the Brave is pretty good. It's one of the uh, firefighters in uh, Arizona that basically uh, we follow them around for a fire season. It's a pretty, it's a hell of a story. Um, the big movie opening up this weekend, of course, is Jigsaw, which I have not seen uh, and I don't plan on it, but. Uh, also, Suburbicon starring Matt Damon. It's just not a good movie. Uh, I, I wanted to like it more than I should have because of reasons that, and I don't want to give away the plot any, but um, matinee is probably what it's worth. Yeah, I wouldn't spend no more than 10 bucks on it. But um, it's been a really slow month for the for the movies. Cool. But, uh, as we get into November, you know, Thor yeah, comes out. picks up, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Justice League comes up the fifteenth, which is trash, and um, Thor. Eh, trash. But you know, there are a bunch of there are a couple other things that are of interest. But um, but as far as the wrestling goes, it's actually going to be a pretty interesting month. Um, on November seventeenth, Ring of Honor has, uh, you know, they have a show in San Antonio, the night of the NXT show, which is going to feature Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. That, of course, is the night before Survivor Series, um, the night before NXT TakeOver, and then Ring of Honor is going to be in Dallas. So if you're in Texas, it's going to be a big November for you. Uh, also, Wrestle Kingdom tickets go on sale right now. So if you're looking to plunk down about $120 for the most expensive tickets, U.S., um, go. What are you doing January 4th? Might have to go to the Tokyo Dome. But... Um, or wake up at you know two thirty in the morning and watch it at newjapanworld.com. But yeah, that's so it's been a hell of a month. Uh, November coming up. I, I you know really can't wait to see what's up in Survivor Series. I didn't see Raw, and you're gonna have to fill me in on this. But are, is, is it just being overblown? Uh, where I hear people are so very skeptical about how Survivor Series is shaking out. I don't know. Let's let's let's, let's talk about TLC a little bit first off. Um, okay. I thought TLC. And um, I legitimately watched the whole pay-per-view, and I enjoyed it. Um, there was a time where I had to go split screen when Enzo came on. I started watching Walking Dead, and then um, the later the later end of uh, the Walking Dead uh, was the AJ Styles Finn Balor match. But overall, Sasha Banks versus Alicia Fox, I can dig it. That's cool. Alicia Fox made a campaign. She's relevant now. She, she. I'm, I'm not gonna say relevant. I mean, she has a storyline. She has purpose. She's crazy. Right. Lisa Fox. She has a shirt. She did what she did, and she's going against one of the top. She has a shirt. Yeah, she does. What? That, that quick. What is going to be alive? Right, right. Going against Sasha Banks instead of uh uh Dana Brooke. So that that's good. I can get with that. Um, so solid match. Uh, I think they had it booked at 11 minutes when I was looking earlier. So good for them. Oscar made her debut. Now I tweeted this, and I firmly believe this still to stand true. Before, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I tweeted this before this match, and I uh, stand firm that this was absolutely the outcome of this match. But the Oscar versus Emma match, the winner of this match was Emma, as far as the display 
of what she can do in the ring. I think she's been that's, having. That's the problem, though. I mean, that's that's really the problem. You know, if if you don't watch NXT and you don't know who she is, then if you want to build her up as an absolute monster, if she really is going to transform into Oscar Berg and body, it doesn't really mean anything if Michael Cole says that she has, you know, like a 500-year reign as NXT Women's Champion, and yeah. then puts on a good, a, a technically sound, a good, like, 10-minute-long match with Emma when she's supposed to be this, like, Brock well, Lesnar isn't going to be built as Brock Lesnar and then come out and put on, like, a 15-minute-long match with Finn Balor. That dude with his bare hands in 90 seconds. Well, I'm glad it didn't get booked that way because Emma doesn't deserve that, number one. Uh, she, she is top-tier in talent. Um, in the women's division, and it was a good match. Um, they they definitely were not familiar with each other in the beginning, but they they grew very comfortable throughout the match. I thought the match was just really well worked, and I think I, I'm that's, giving, that, I I'm think that's praise, the problem. I'm giving praise to Emma for sticking in there. It's what I'm saying because the the crowd wasn't with behind her. Um, not the commentary plays a part in what she does in the ring, but from a viewer or fan perspective, they really didn't give her a chance. Except for Corey Graves, he's the only person that really acknowledged that NXT was a is a thing. Um, but it was a it was it was a it's a will sound match to me, and and yeah. Oscar made a great debut, no no doubt. I, I agree with all of those things, and I, I agree that it was a good match. It was a fun match. It was an entertaining match. But this is not if if this is Oscar's debut. I mean that's the thing. That, that's if they're booking her as uh, this she beast. That's going to run through the in a, in a, uh, complete women's division. If there, if the saying is no one is ready for Oscar, if they went ten minutes and it was actually pretty close, and if Emma, who is a person that's barely relevant, and you know, nearly pull it out, then well, who's to say that somebody better than Emma shouldn't beat Oscar? And that's kind of like the the stigma that we have here. If, if they were booking Emma better as a stronger opponent, then I would say, yeah, they, they should go, um, you know, uh, what's the name? But I liken it to um, Damian Sandow versus John Cena. Uh, one of the first times they met, not for the money in the bank, but Damian Sandow versus John Cena, the commentators were like, what the hell is going to Sandow? He thinks he can win this match <laughs> because he's being booked as a joke and it's John Cena. So when they went, you know, a good solid eight minutes with like some decent chain wrestling and put on a decent match, it's kind of like, oh, well, who knew he had this in him? Why don't we see more of that? And I think that's the problem with Emma. I think it does more harm than good for, for both of them by having Emma, you know, not being, um, you know, elevated correctly because no matter what, she still lost. So she can, I mean, so what if you, you know, score 50 points in the game if you lose? So what if you had a good competitive match versus Oscar if you lose? And even if she goes 500 and 0 over the next two and a half years, her first loss will still, her first win will be over Emma no matter what. So there are ways to elevate, you know, both women. Um, I think that they should have just had her just come out and squash her or knock her out. I honestly think that an actual like KO from that spinning back fist that Oscar does. If she just flat out knocked Emma out, um, that would have been like a, oh, Jesus, she, she's not playing. This is a woman to watch. My God, she killed her. I mean, she even, she had, first of all, she Oscar worked this match in a way that I haven't seen her work a match, maybe since her match with Bailey. Um, she was very, very quick on her feet with her submissions. Uh, she definitely looked very MMA-ish. Um, I mean, obviously she has the background, but I mean, her her counters and stuff was on point. Like I I forgot what Emma did, but when she swung her around with that um with that uh arm with that uh arm drag to the ground, right? It was impressive. So, but now I, I I agree. And if it had been anybody else, like Bailey, for instance, or you know Sasha, somebody who can't lose theme, absolutely squashed. But it's just like, what's the point of? Like, you know, putting Emma or, you know, instating her into the main picture just for her to, you know, be the first victim. It, it, in other words, it's almost like, well, Bobby Roode's been pretty dominant in, in, in NXT. 
goes against Dolph Ziggler because Dolph Ziggler seems to be the doormat for all new superstars. Right. And Dolph Ziggler doesn't have anything going on right now. So you put him against one of the hottest people to, to come up from NXT and you let Bobby Roode to squash him and then Dolph is still just doing Dolph things. Same thing with Bray Wyatt. Wyatt and Ziggler are, are two outliers because their booking makes zero sense, period. Um, I just do think that Emma on her most recent run, um, if you swap out Emma for Bailey or Emma for Nijax or Emma for Sasha Banks, that competitive match where Oscar pulls out a win um, makes a lot more sense. But for a person that's kind of on the bottom of the pecking order uh, versus Emma uh, or Alicia Fox or Dana Brooke or whoever the hell, um, you know, if it's Oscar versus Mickey James, that makes that competitive match makes a lot of sense because that's how they're both being booked. The perception is um, she's better. But if Emma can go 10 minutes with Oscar, why can't she beat other people? Yeah. So that's that's the problem with that. But you know what? Uh, it you know obviously has to play out, and the fans do have to get acclimated to Oscar. I think the biggest thing would be um, her ability to cut promos. Yeah, Oscar yeah. tried to go heel in NXT, but we but she was just so loved that it didn't work. You know, she got a better reception than I believe Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura got on the main roster. Uh, true. Um. Unfortunately, though, I think that when when Balor came out and and he showed what the demon was before he ever made his in ring debut. I mean, I'm not even talking about that, but yeah, that's a, but that's the wind out of the sails, though. I mean, if you didn't know who he was and he just showed up with a small ass jacket, transform. <laughs> even if the let demon me show you what it looks like. Reception, but hey, what do I know? Like, oh, that's it. Okay, well, um. And then you have uh, Nakamura, where again they didn't book him as like this, as just another guy, you know, the the artist or whatever the hell that means. Like, okay, but Aiden English is also the artist. I don't know what that means supposed to mean. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, whatever. Right. So right, exactly, whatever. That's part of the problem. <laughs> I heard that. So I, I heard it, and then I saw it on Twitter. I was just like, I'm going to let that one go. <clears throat> but any anywho, nonetheless, uh, just just to get down to the rest of this car, um, we did have the cruiserweight match with uh, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, uh, versus Jack Gallagher, Jack Gallagher, and Jack Gallagher and uh, Brian Kendrick. I mean, all thing to bring about on this match is that maybe this is the the takeoff for Cedric. He had one hell of a performance. It seemed to all be centric around him. Um, he got the hot tag. Uh, I'm just happy for the guy that he's doing something. Uh, he's healthy. He's moving good. Um, Cruiserweight division got a good reception. I will say that. Uh, this match got a good reception. I will say that. Um, overall, I thought it was an okay match. Uh, this Alessa Bliss and Mickey James. I mean, I, the, I'm just still not so on this Bliss. Speech? Huh? Yeah. yeah like what? I mean, okay, first of all, Alessa Bliss DDT being her finisher, like I, I'm just I'm not I'm not so not at all. Like Mickey James gave a, re- a retirement sort of speech with some tears, but she came out on raw. So it's cool. But I was a little bit worried because that's the way she's gonna go out. Like, come on, WWE, screw yourself with the booking. It took you all this time to 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 give her a shot to make her relevant. And then the booking was to book her about being the old woman. Like, huh? First of all, she's not even one of the oldest people in WWE. She's in her 30s, right? But you got plenty of people who's your top talent in their 40s. Oh, yeah. Um, Enzo versus Kalisto. Who cares? Yeah. Comments? Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and skip that one. Yeah. AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles and Finn Balor. It is absolutely the match um, that everybody raved about. Tears. First of all, I have to say AJ Styles gets huge kudos for the traveling he's done to get there. I mean, it's been worldly documented because traveling is a real thing. takes a toll on your body no matter what. But to have to do it, wrestle, wrestle, playing, then wrestle, I mean, legitimately, I, it's, that's a huge thing. And he's, he's 40 years old at that. 
I know it's his job, you can say that, but he's 40-year-old being a full-time and John Cena's 40 being part-time. They brought Lesnar's 42 also being part-time. And he's doing traveling on a on a on a hey, we need somebody to step up type of thing real quick. You gotta give him his props there. Um, everybody that's suffering from the viral meningitis spread that's going on, speedy the recovery. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just getting at that. Speedy recovery. But Jesus has this been no, some of the no, best no, no, booking. No. Not a speedy recovery. Take as long as you need. <laughs> because the fact that we have um, Mickey James is 38, by the way. But by the, the fact that we don't have Bray Wyatt and we don't have Roman Reigns on TV, that actually boosted overnight, almost seemingly overnight, stock of the pay-per-view tenfold. And I think that regardless of what you think of, of both of them, volumes as to how their, uh, you know, their perception is. Um, I was not planning on watching TLC. And then all of a sudden I look at my uh, computer and it says it's going to be AJ Styles versus Ben Ballard. And I'm like, wait, what? Now I'm somewhat interested. Unfortunately, the match wasn't good, but I'm still interested. Now, when I say it wasn't good, I don't mean necessarily like it, it just like was just trash. It was like the great Kali versus you know, Kiji. No, but I mean, I mean, I would say this that way the spectacle of it was awesome that they pulled the trigger on this. Uh, they worked good together to never have worked together for real. Um, but is, is it the best they could have done? No. Will it be considered match of the year candidate? No. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed good. it. I mean, they're good, and that's the point. Um, yeah, but I, I, you're absolutely right about ratings. Like, pfft. the relevancy of that pay per view went from eh, to yeah. Like, what's what's going on here? Right. So, Jairus for the win. Yeah, man, Jairus for the win. Absolutely. Oh man, you know, I man, the young bucks, man, they. Who knows what they're thinking on this one? They might got something up their sleeve for that. Uh, J- Jason Jordan and Elias Sampson. First of all, this match yeah. should have been before the AJ Styles from Valor match, as these two matches should have filled that nine o'clock hour to compete with The Walking Dead and any other shows that debuted at nine o'clock, because that's their tough hour. And and and, no, and people can say what they want, but that's all about what Enzo's booking has been. Put him in the spots to compete with other things on TV if it's not. Monday Night Football or a show. So, you know, that's what the strange, you know, all around why they're getting to close the hour. Of what I, I don't understand about uh, Jason Jordan and Elias Sampson. In a world where uh, hunger and, um, you know, for men and women and children, uh, you know, food shortages, drought, uh, where that's prevalent, you know, and it may not be everywhere it may not be as um visible as you think but somebody right now is either sweltering on the streets and hungry cold and hungry just plain old dirtball ass poor and to see a man come out with a shopping cart full of unwrapped produce and toss it at a person as a joke is at best in poor taste at worst, it's a total dick move. And then that sets up the match. I mean, it, they could have done anything else. Yeah. Literally anything else. Um, you know, to, to, to get that done, and, and they decided to go that route. And it's, uh, it's, it's very unfortunate that that's the road that they took. And the match was whatever it was. I mean, nobody's going to deny that Jason Jordan has all of the talent in the world. But is it, this is the same thing that we saw on NXT before he got teamed up with Chad Gable. <laughs> yeah. he, there is no reason to watch this guy. I'm sorry. I'm, like, not, I'm not feeling it. I'm I, I like Jason Jordan as a wrestler. I like, you know, but as far as his gimmick, he is a red bone Apollo Crews. And, and that's like, you know, super unfortunate. And they tried to do the thing with... Um, what was Kurt Angle, and that's his illegitimate son, or father, or whatever. But that type of storyline is 50 years too late. 
Um, and then, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. So the whole thing with, uh, with, with Gable as like these pure wrestling underdogs type type thing is Gable was, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he was going to be the next like folk hero like Daniel Bryan. You know, maybe maybe Jordan should have turned on Gable. Maybe Gable should have turned on Jordan and then jump ship and gone to Raw. Something else other than where we are now because Jason Jordan by himself, just not working for me. Yep, agreed. Um, so with some last minute changes to this uh, three on five matches uh, match, we had um, Roman <laughs> Reigns unable to perform that night. Thank God. Thus, Kurt Angle made his in ring debut. Uh, I'm sorry. In ring return after 15 years or something. First of all, <laughs> I don't even know what happened during this match, but Kurt Angle absolutely hilarious. Well, uh, well first of all, let me just again shout out the real MVP, Viral Meningitis. <laughs> I like what you're doing there. You keep it up, goddammit. You uh, are. <laughs> I hear, not all heroes wear capes. So I'm looking at you, Viral Meningitis, and I thank you. I just want to um, hear. I just want to hear what your take on Kurt Angle is. I mean, you know, the guy, age, sure, he worked in the matches beforehand, so yeah, I know he can work matches there. He looked pretty nervous. He looked nervous, but very happy. Well received. Him coming out in the shield gear, absolutely hilarious. Uh, get that new shield gear, shield gear DLC in the WWE 2K18 community because you know they wasted no time creating that. Um. And yeah, he performed off his his uh his finishers. Uh, he he started to pick up momentum towards the end of the match, but this match, <laughs> complete utter chaos. <laughs> and Braun Strowman, I mean, this guy's supposed to be like a monster. Yeah, I didn't seen him die more times than I've seen anybody die. So if he ain't a cat among men and have nine lives, I don't know what he is because he got put in the garbage. Uh, uh, compactor, and I've never seen anybody ever return from that. Um, what yeah, by all accounts, like uh, Strowman <laughs> should be dead many times over. <laughs> With that said, though, um, the match itself, I, I just didn't care for. It was a little bit just all over the place. Um, at, you know, Kurt Angle wrestling again. Um, he really didn't do much, and that was actually probably the most disappointing. It wasn't that Kurt Angle put on this great, you know, uh, you know, match that evokes the memories of WrestleMania what, 19, where he uh, versus Brock Lesnar, yeah, or you know, with the milk truck deal, you know, where he sprays the corporate. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't give you that sense. Um, he really didn't do much, and then he um, gets carted off to the back. Spends about ten minutes in the back, and then makes his grand return, um, and then you know gets off a couple of finishers, and then we go home. Yeah, that's not the Kurt Angle that I was looking forward to seeing. Uh, yeah. Him coming out with um, as the Shield, who looks like the obvious like police officer that has inf successfully infiltrated the drug game. He looks <laughs> like a narc. He absolutely <laughs> looks like a narc, and he's going to be shot in the face because somebody's I smell rat. And yep, Kurt Angle's definitely a narc. Yeah. When he came, when he came back out. I was kind of hoping that he would have had a wardrobe change and got into his like his yeah his, uh, his singlet. That would have been kind of cool instead of like hobbling out like an old man <laughs> selling the injuries. Anybody? I mean, did Jason Jordan not? Why was? Why didn't he come out? I mean, him interfering is it's a no DQ match. Well, it's just... weird that it's five on three and or five yeah five on three for the match. And it's weird that Jason Jordan had no involvement in the match at all. He had other. They could have at least made a five on four. He had to throw vegetables. Well, he had he had to go to Whole Foods to buy and waste all of the vegetables. Yeah. Um. Just what a weird what a weird match. And him I know calling people, him calling for the shield bomb. I was so done. I was so I'm so glad it went off right after that. Because when he did the Roman Reigns impersonation, I I, I just couldn't have any more of, of, of WWE for the night. Well, Absolutely. I think it's going to be interesting to see if the IOC, uh, the International Olympic Committee, um, if they have any anything to say about the use of the word Olympic so many times over during the uh, telecast. 
Um, they definitely called it the Olympic Slam, or not the Angle Slam. They definitely called it like the Olympic Shield Bomb or whatever the hell. Um, uh, and WWE got in trouble before. Really? And, um, yeah, way back when, because the Olympic Committee said, no, stop doing that. Um, hmm, and I didn't when, even when, catch that. Yeah, when Angle first came out, he used to come out with his medals. And um, and they were like Olympic medals. And I think like the first time he came out with a, a very good replica of the Olympic medals, and they did the whole bit. And the International Olympic Committee said, stop doing that. We're not for profit. You can't make money off of this. Um, so that, I thought that, that would be interesting to know if anything comes to that. Probably not. But the, but the match itself was just one giant fuster clock, and I really, really, really didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, it, it, just, it was just a weird, weird match. And, but you know what? It wasn't involving Roman Reigns, so I'm okay with that. And shout out to the real MVP, Marlon Meningitis. <laughs> It's crazy how it has to take something drastic like that. You know what? It was it was like a contingency plan on steroids. They said, oh, my God, I got Roman Reigns right here. We have to do something major finally. And they did it. Well, I mean, now the question really is, what do you do? How do you insert the guys that haven't been there? Do you do, – okay, do you restart Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor? Do you have the Pumpkin King um, come back? I mean, it's easy for him because AD always does the mysterious. Oh, why is he here? You know, but they, they you know, Kane, Kane is uh, relevant right now or in uh, the, the storyline. Uh, hey, did anybody forget that Kane was also called Demon Kane? Because they didn't mention that one time. I was just wondering where they were going to draw a parallel to that, but that wasn't a thing. But yeah, whatever. Uh, but but in, but anyway, just to transition from this a little bit. Um, Nonetheless, I thought the pay-per-view was was one of the better pay-per-views for the year. Um, And for the last-minute changes they made, it worked for them in time management. They could have did better. But uh, I can live with it. I definitely can. Um, But I want to say, uh, moving forward, we'll talk about Raw, SmackDown, uh, both together. We'll just jump around all over here. Survivor Series is building up. Um, Kurt Angle flat out came out and announced have the matches for it. So title versus title from each car. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go reverse here. And, and you know, we're going to have the Miz versus Baron Corbin. So that's it. Your IC versus your US. Uh, Hill versus Hill. Interest. I'm v- very curious about that. Um, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus the Usos. Probably going to be a match of the night, if you ask me. Um. Uh, Lesser Bliss versus uh, Natalia. I probably don't care about this. And Jenna Mahal, who absolutely actually called out Brock Lesnar on uh, last week uh, to face him at Survivor Series, and then Kurt, and then you know they said, "Oh, he's going to respond on um, he's going to respond on Raw." But then Kurt Angle said, "Yeah, it's going to happen." I'm sorry, I didn't like that booking. I just wanted to see what you guys think on that. I I, I would have rather Brock Lesnar or Paul Heyman came out to decide if it was worth it or not. Because to Paul Heyman's to to Paul Heyman's promo, pretty much said that Jinder Mahal wasn't uh, well, the, the champion or this. isn't the person to to make a call like that. When did oh. um uh, Survivor Series become better champions? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a very because like you you have all of these title versus title matches, but none of them are actually up for grabs. It would be interesting to see if some title changes hands. We make you know get a ladder match up there. If you can pull down both titles, you win both both belts. You know that could have some people flip flop. I mean, there are a lot of interesting things that you can do there. But just to say for brand supremacy, eh, really, Krabby, let me ask you this question. At this point, if you branded the shows in Raw vs. SmackDown, and my apologies, guys, for coming on late, had an emergency work meeting um, that came up right at 8 o'clock. Um, let, me, let me ask this. Is it a point to have any more unified titles now at this point? Well, Mr. Shelley Sellers, let me uh, uh, say this. Uh, if I wish the two brands were a little bit more um, um, far apart, a little bit more separate. Yep. Because... It doesn't feel like 
it, it feels like Raw and SmackDown are in the American League and the National League or the Eastern and Western Conference. Yeah. In that, you know, they're they you may see them, uh, and because they they advertise so much on the other show and and all that good stuff, it's not like any different. You know, SmackDown still feels like the B show. Raw still feels like the A show. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of which one is better. So I do wish that the the um, the shows were a bit more uh, segregated. With that said, I I really don't know you know what what you do, like with Survivor Series. I know the big Survivor Series match is the big thing, right? But um, it, I would want to see, especially on the co-branded shows, and they're only four a year. Maybe somebody from the other brand challenge the other brand's champion. Yep. You know, just like how gender called out Brock Lesnar. Okay, cool. Champion versus champion would be interesting. But what if AJ Styles called out um, The Miz? What yep. if um, AJ Styles called out Brock Lesnar? What if Kevin Owens, you know, called out uh, Brock Lesnar? What if Ziggler uh, and, and, and so on? You know, you know, what if Sasha Banks said, you know, welcome Survivor Series. We only do it four times a year, so I'm calling my shop and I'm bringing the War Women's Champion to SmackDown. Right. Obviously, you know, it would be interesting to see how that happens. I mean, it doesn't really make sense I to would, have two belts on the same show, but I would love there are some to possibilities see, there. I would love to see Nia Jax with the champion, uh, with the title, and doing such, squashing the entire brand just to say, well, nobody here. Let's go see what's on the other show. But she got to come back first, though. Right. Yeah, I, I don't even know if we're going to even talk about that. But uh, apparently, she should be she should be returning soon. We'll see. Whatever. But yeah, no, nah, I, I like the booking like that. I think it's cool. I mean, I, I even the intri- intrigue of AJ Styles being on Raw the next night after they made it seem like it was like a kind of a one and done. It was cool because the intrigue was there. I mean, you know, leave leave the fans a little bit wondering instead of letting it all be so like transparent on Twitter that you're almost taking the fun out of it nowadays. I mean, these these writers and, and, and bookers, they get paid so much money, but they so nine times out of ten, it's just as, it feels like the internet's booking some of these matches, you know? Yeah. Well, that's I think part of the problem is is that you're partially right. Um, I think that the writing isn't very good, but I also think that um, that microwave is probably doing a better job booking matches than it is. a lot of the writers it's right now. It's uh, technically, but it has to be oh, matches too. Yeah, because the microwave isn't an oven. Um, yes. <laughs> it's a small oven, right? Yeah, right. Well, there you go. But I, I do think that... Um, <laughs> it doesn't go 400 degrees like Juvenile, though. I'm sorry. Mm. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do think that um, a lot of the stuff is not necessarily to appease the fans, but the WWE's got to know. Uh, anybody, any business has got to know that social media is a, is a real thing. It is a th- we've seen it just happen with Jinder Mahal. Uh, fans chanted in the arena, "That's too far." And then yeah. you know, people on social media, you know, got all up in arms in a very real way. And then what happened the next week? Oh, well, see, what I meant to say was Nakamura is <laughs> pretty good, and also yay Japan. That's true. That's but true. I still hate him. That's so. True. You know, it, and, and anybody tells you that, like, well, you know, we don't book, or we don't do matches for the fans. We do it for ourselves and hope that you like it. I don't doubt that, but I think it's truer to realize that you do have to know your audience and you do have to set some level of expectation for your audience. Because realistically, if people would just get their head out of their asses online and just say, like, listen, uh, this is my brand. I'm going to watch it good, bad, or indifferent. And that's what it's going to be. Instead of just the, New Japan sucks, or indie wrestling sucks, or WWE sucks, or whatever. If it's if it's for you, cool. Um, I used to be that guy that was like, "Hey, well, why are you watching Raw, man? You're you're fooling yourself." Wrestle Kingdom, you know. I wake you up at one thirty, you know, for for Wrestle Kingdom. Right. But if you need flow right on your pay per view, then that's that's cute for you. You have that. <laughs> but, you know, you can have Flo Rida and T Pain and all of them. You know, all of Florida. Hey, you um, roller coaster sets and all that bullshit. But it's like, oh my the, god, the world is a hell of a lot bigger. And I do so, think that um, what? No, no, go ahead. Let's, 
I said the world's a hell of a lot bigger, and I do think that yes, the internet can book matches sometimes. I also think that WWE is is, is very stubborn, and they have a plan. They must see it through, even though this is you know usually not really working out very well. Yeah, like Bray Wyatt recently. Well, anyways, I don't know. I just rather had. Uh, Brock Lesnar made his decision, um, and um, you know Paul Heyman and them cut the promo. And you know Jinder Mahal's not worthy. And you say all this stuff about he's he's a flimsy champion, and no, he would never be nobody's considered a real champion. In nobody's book. I don't see how you absolutely accept the request from that. You know, I'm sure LeBron James is not on the internet like taking challenges from street ball players. You know what I mean? And right. that's the, I mean, building the promo. Is, but Kurt Angle came out in the beginning and said it's happening. So, you know, who cared about that? I'm sorry. I know Marcus said he liked it because it was a Paul Heyman promo. But I, I didn't I didn't I couldn't care for it. I didn't see any relevance for it. But you already been spoken for. It. There's no reason for you to be talking right now. There's nothing else relevant. All that yeah. you're saying in China. And and, and and then, you know, two other points I want to bring up about this as well, too. Uh th- this match happening, you know. Does Jinder Mahal even stand a chance, or how should no. this match be booked? And that's that's the sad thing because when he's your to- quote unquote, excuse me, quote unquote, um, top champion in all of the WWE, having a quote WWE World Heavyweight Title, which is supposed to be the best belt in the business, why would you want to risk squashing him? And will he remain the same after being squashed at Survivor Series, being your SmackDown World Heavyweight Champion? I, I don't know where he's like has everything to lose in a way. Um, Singh Brothers will be a factor, no doubt. Well, they'll and... probably suplex from the ring to the. Uh, oh my God, they're going to take. The, they're going to take the craziest bump I've ever seen. I cannot wait for that. Actually, that is absolutely what I'm looking forward to. After the RKOs they was taking before, I cannot wait for them to take a few suplexes. I think Jinder Mahal wins this match. By the way, really? I really yeah. do. I really do. Yeah. I mean, uh, one, the India tour is still a thing. Um, so, you know, win by DQ, win by something sleazy, so be it. India is the destination. So, that's the goal mine. Keep that champion looking strong with the real belt at that. So, so original prediction was he loses the belt at uh, Royal Rumble, correct? Mine? I think that that's likely. I can, I can go with that. I, no, I, I say he okay. definitely needs to have it near or very, very close to all the way up into Royal Rumble. That's what okay. I said. Um, okay. And I believe Jamal uh, piggybacked on that as well, too. So as of right now, it's looking good. And, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the second roundabout in India? Hmm. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because he got it. As soon as he won it, they went. So, look, man, it's about money. It's, it's about the Benjamins. And, and if you're going to make that tour successful, you got to make that guy look strong. You have a whole nation watching. And... If anything, just let the let the Singh brothers go to suplexes. God, if Brock Lesnar suplexes them both at the same time, so be it. But Brock losing doesn't hurt him. I mean, him losing to Goldberg didn't hurt him at all. I, apparently, people forgot well, that Goldberg was even here. <laughs> that. He wasn't there. I think we imagine that. And and he squashed um, him think, twice. <laughs> yeah, people don't want to people don't want to talk about that either. I'm just saying. Um, but Jinder uh, should win. Um, I, I agree with that. But I also think that if a raw guy threatened to try, like, what, what if Strowman came out and helped gender win? Crazy. What, what if, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you hear the music of somebody else or whatever? You know, whoever it may be that threatens. And Strowman apparently, you know, turned. So I guess. But that would be interesting to know that, like, when Survivor, Survivor Series in like three uh, a month or so, and Braun Strowman is the reason why Jinder Mahal looks good, and and Strowman cuts a promo on the Raw the following night talking about how he's going to be a real champion, and that's why he wants the belt and blah blah blah, because he's not a part time. No different than Roman Reigns said, and then maybe maybe hell maybe that's when you insert Roman Reigns, assuming that he's able to recover. You insert Roman Reigns by having to come out of nowhere and spearing Brock Lesnar to hell, and then that reinserts him back in the title picture. Now they have a legit beef going into the Royal Rumble. They gotta do something crazy. So there are things. 
Yeah, they got to do something. They still have some pieces on the table. And and look, let me get to this next topic real quick so we can transition a little bit. On, and, it, and, it, and it tailors off of this. Two things I'm going to ask. Number one, do y'all believe the team captains being announced? Does that mean anything to you guys? Not at all. Personally, I don't, I don't like the Survivor Series match. So, so yeah. No, the I, team I wish they were more. No, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay. Second thing is, um, first, the women's match. Team SmackDown obviously only had five people, so we already knew who was going to be on that team. Uh, Raw, Alicia Fox is the team captain. Four other people got to be selected. So who am I guess? Nia Jax, uh, Bailey. If she returns. Bailey. Oh, my God. What are they going to do here? Now that I think about it. Emma. No. Oscar, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, see, here, Bailey. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is the thing what I don't like about Survivor Series. It's too much who's face, who's heel, what's going on. Because That's true. It, it, it's... It's like, all right, if you got Alicia Fox as your captain, you want to think this Raw women's match is going to be a whole bunch of heels on it because your captain's a heel. And I'm assuming that if Becky is your face on the SmackDown side, so it's going to be a whole bunch of faces. So I'm no, going no. to heel versus face match. I mean, it, it's going to be sure, too conflicting. They just have to make sure there's counterparts for you. So yeah, be, yeah, Becky, Charlotte faces, uh, Naomi face, Carmella heel, Tamina heel. So on the other mm-hmm. side, you're going to have to have. Um, Three heels and two faces. So the heels for Raw will be uh, Alicia Fox, Emma, and who's your third heel? Nia Jack. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Or you doubt? No, you, like, you, you do not put Oscar in this match. Actually. No, I don't think you, so. You don't. You don't. Like honestly, I think of Survivor Series that's the, the traditional Survivor Series match as like an All Star game. It is. Uh, you may have two people or from uh, different teams that are rivals within the same conference. But they put all that BS aside for the All Star game and go out and have their team win. You wish. I don't. You wish it was. You wish it was like that. Now. <laughs> you d- you yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, like last year, and I, and I was there for that one. I don't necessarily remember it being. Um, well, actually, towards the end, it kind of broke down. But it generally was a, hey, no matter what, this is the team, and we're going to go get it done. Yeah. And then, I haven't felt that way since Team Johnny versus Team Teddy. Yeah, oh, but 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 um, I, I, to, to the point that we was making about earlier, you know, when it comes down to the men, to the um, the men's team now, you absolutely do have to start considering that the five selections of the people are going to be people who are like you know maybe talented or all star caliber, but don't have storyline. So then you will have these mysterious other set of people who won't have anything to do that you say, all right, they better they better somehow be inserted into uh, other pictures. I'm surprised it's not a Survivor Series tag team match thing like they did before as well, too. That doesn't look like that's going to be a thing, but I don't know. As of right now, the building of Survivor Series, meh, I guess, at most. I'm going like, to let With three weeks out, I would like to see a little bit more uh, to be brought, determined, brought about. Um, and I will take a, a good yeah. read of caution and, and let it fold out, uh, play out. But so, right now, meningitis needs to hit again. So, um, uh, uh, of the big four pay per views, I would say the Survivor Series, uh, I will replace that with Money in the Bank. Thank I'll, you all day. Thank all you all day. Um, another suggestion I was going to make, and you guys may hate me for this, but why not Kurt Angle? And Shane McMahon be team captains for their for their brand. I thought they and was going to do that at first. And actually wrestle. <laughs> I, I cringe when I saw Kurt Angle wrestle. Even though, you know, and I know y'all reviewed um, what happened at TLC, but I, I still kind of cringe because I just didn't want him to break break his neck or anything Great. like that while he's doing his moves. But I, I know maybe just me, just with the injury history with him, maybe I'm just being too pessimistic with that. I'll take that. I, they cleared him, and Daniel Bryan is not cleared. So, yep, interesting. Wow, as he would say. Yeah. Wow, no. Um. Anyway, I, but I um. Last last thing for WWD, and then then we get into some news and uh, wrap this up. What do you guys think about uh the um? Oh my God, I'm 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 forgetting the um the hashtag um under the siege or something. Under like the that. siege, yes. Under siege, yes. Under siege, yeah. Is is Steven Seagal coming back? What's going on? Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, uh, SmackDown 
our roster invaded Raw at the end of the, at the conclusion of Raw. So all their roster came about, dominated the room, uh, the locker room. Everybody, um, not everybody, because Oscar and uh, Oscar and Brock Lesnar was not on that pile of dump. Uh, Braun Strowman, I guess, is hurt, maybe. And uh, Randy Orton, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens and Charlotte did not make the the, the trip. But the under siege thing, a lot of the wrestlers have been cutting promos on the social media about it as well, which is cool um, because the lack there of talking smack to do so. I think this was a great thing that they did that. I, it keeps intrigued there. Um, Raw did not retaliate on SmackDown, which I think was also really cool for them to sell the injury, the injuries, in, in other words. But uh, just, just, just wondering, you know, is it is it really going to have to go into the hands of each wrestler in order to sell this? Considering that we just talked about the card as it is stands now, it's not much intrigue, but. Is it really going to take in the hands of the wrestlers in order to do this now? Because that seemed to be what TLC kind of did. I mean, yeah, meningitis hit and replacements hit, but AJ Styles had to cut this promo about facing Finn Balor. Uh, the men's had to cut the promo about now facing Kurt Angle, and 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 it and it worked because it it added to the storyline. But you know, is this what is this what is this what we're asking for, or is this what we need? Considering that talking smack is not there anymore. Let me ask this to Krabby to answer that question. So, Krabby, go back to your All-Star Game component that you made a comparison to. When you have people trying to make the All-Star Game, what do you see? What type of promotions do you see, no matter what sport it is? Um, well, since most of the All-Star Games are fan votes, it's really a popularity contest. Right. Um, so that's you know kind of what you got to do there. Um, so, yep. I, I think – as far as um, the wrestlers selling things on social media, I, I do think that that is what should have been done in the first place. Uh, mm -hmm. WWE has a YouTube channel that they really don't use for original content anymore. Um, and I really think those like two or three minute shorts or whatever is perfect for them to um, you know, cut promos out while they're off of television doing wrong. Um, the YouTube uh, channel that WWE has really should be more of a second screen experience as you're trying to um, get caught up with backstage shenanigans and stuff like that and post-match reactions. Uh, post-match reactions that happened during TLC were just time wasters and they really should have happened off air uh, or off uh, camera on YouTube or something like that. So... As far as uh, Talking Smack is concerned, I don't think that Talking Smack was like the end all for um, you know for the outlet for avenues in um, and allowing wrestlers to to get their uh, promo time in because you know there is still you know the other hours of the day you know if you can film right along that you can cut a, a two minute promo on whatever I, but they just don't do it and I don't you know. I guess, but I don't understand it. I mean, it's just I, like I, I really think that if you have an opportunity to put yourself over, you need to utilize it by whatever platform you can. And Talking Smack was a good was a good tool for it, and um, it helped people such as Barry Corbin have, uh, like I said in the past. And I think this is an opportunity now for them to um, add to the storyline because they're not going to just. There's not enough time on TV for them to give each individual that platform in order to sell this. So um, I'm cool with it, but. You know, that's all I got on that. Um, what you got for us on the news for the week? Uh, I know jo Jeff Jarrett being drunk. Let's hear it. Um, I actually skipped that because I assume that um, Aaron, we already knew that that was a thing before he um, uh, before they when they broke up originally, uh, Global Force and, uh, and Hootie. Um, so I mean, <laughs> Hootie. do we care? Uh, Survivor What'd you say about Do We Care? Um, I have two things. Okay. Um, number one, um, a little bit more insight as to why specifically Nia Jax um, uh, has been on sabbatical. Yeah, I care. See. Okay. So, okay, so um, according to Sports Illustrated, um, Jax. Uh, did not like the booking 
with her losing uh, clean to Shasha Banks at TLC. Um, so she consulted her cousin, The Rock, who basically said, like, hey, man, if you're not in it, then walk away. He did. And instead of taking her time out on Twitter to, you know, show her displeasure, uh, she, you know, took a leave of absence. Uh, Alexa Bliss has confirmed that she took a leave of absence. Breather from the travel. And that be completely true. But, um, you know, good. Good for her for, for standing up for what she believes in. I, I can't say that she's wrong on that one either. Uh, the second thing is, for Do We Care, Justin Gabriel talks about his time with Total Divas. Do we care? PJ Black. Wait, he was on there? <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. For this. Yep. Two for two. So uh, apparently um, uh, Justin Gabriel was dating JoJo on Total Divas. I Which, remember that. I remember that. Was he? I thought she I'm, was I'm, like some other very, guy that wasn't even in WWE. No, very first season. It was like very brief because it was like a double date thing that they were trying to do. That I don't know where it went. Right. So uh, Justin Gabriel did this um, interview with Pancakes and Power Slams podcast. Sure. Um, and basically he says, quote, I didn't want to be a part of it, Total Divas. They filmed some stuff, and I started talking to JoJo because I thought she was a pretty cool person. Yes. Uh, I never realized she was so young. She was like 18 or 19 at the time. No. And we went through that route, you know, dating, and they were like, hey, do you want to be on a show? And I was like, yeah, sure. What do I have to do? And they said, nothing. Just go on dates. So they, they take film, and which never aired, and we did so many cool things. And I said, like, I don't think I could do this. She was like 19, and I'm 30. And they're like, okay, well, you got to break up with her on TV. And he, he didn't, though they did, he didn't like uh, the perception of the show because it made her look like this womanizing douche. When the real thing is, is that they wouldn't let him be himself and he was just uncomfortable around the cameras. So, yeah, it was partly because he was 30 and she was 19. But it's also partly because they would stick cameras in his face every time he would want to say something personal. And he didn't like that whole reality, uh, the fakeness of reality TV. That's too careful this week. That's interesting because I know reality TV is some part staged and they try to act like it's some parts. Thing, but <laughs> some well, parts. Well, you have to imagine if somebody owns a reality show that they want total control of it. They don't want it to go off the rails. I mean. Quite frankly, anytime anybody goes off the rails at anything, Vince McMahon doesn't like it. Yeah, true. So, you know, for these companies that can't, you know, really uh, manage uh, off the rail type of comment and, and able to bounce back from it, I mean, you know, got to be in control of that. Can't take a PR hit and expect to survive out here, you know? Um. So, right. uh, yeah, that's, do we care? And I believe yep. that's news as well. And then that's topics. And yeah. Yep. Uh, that's the show. That's the show. <laughs> before, before we go, though, I, I wanted to ask this question to you. It could be a very short answer. You don't have to elaborate. Two teams, I'm going to ask you first. When you look at a wrestling match, and I'm just thinking about the AJ Styles Finn Balor, is the in-ring action more important to you or the storyline? Um, I love storytelling. Just, mm -hmm. I believe storytelling is part of one of the main reasons I like watching wrestling uh, because uh, um, it's 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 a book, and mm -hmm. um, the in ring action is 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 poetry in motion. So gotcha. um, I don't think one necessarily outdoes the other because as much as the story can be built up, um, Sting and Hogan, great story storyline behind it the match mm -hmm. itself absolutely horrible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which is uh you know a big man at the end so they have to compliment compliment each other to a substantial point to be a happy ending for me um but there's a lot of give and take into it i love i love a really work great match you know with no storylines uh, indie wrestling for instance a lot of it doesn't have storylines but right you always get a lot of uh, good matches but um you know, as long as they complement each other with a greater purpose of, of entertaining the fans, I, I'm happy. 
Cool. Crabby? Uh, short answer is I don't I don't disagree um, with uh, two James there. It's just that I will always take in way work over promo time and pre, uh, pre-tape packages and stuff like that. Okay. I think the story that's told is told from bell to bell, and that's what I'm here to see. I don't care about the awesome uh, video package that precedes the match. I really don't care while they're fighting. I just want to see the wrestling. That's why I'm here. Gotcha. That's always why I'll be here. Um, shut up and wrestle. And I, I got another comment to that. You're talking about pre-tape promos. Uh-huh. I'm absolutely a fan of a on-the-spot <laughs> hell of a promo. Like, impromptu and it just works i mean that right there is absolutely catches fire i mean i i i can say it enough such alexander work on the indies is, is absolutely crazy because he doesn't do much talking but when he does grab the mic it's short and sweet and he backs it right up and it's absolutely some of the best stuff you see absolutely um if they ban microphones i would be okay with that if they what if they ban microphones like no <laughs> Promo, if, if they actually started the show with wrestling, I would watch more Raw more often. I just didn't go just five to eight minutes, and they went 20 and actually told a story. Mm-hmm. I would watch Raw more often. But um, as it is right now, I don't, I, I, I don't like it. Um, that's not my uh, style personally, and that's why I watch a lot more indie wrestling than... Um, Orleans, for example, people are making a big deal about that because WrestleMania tickets will be going on sale very shortly. Um, I don't want to see the pageantry. I'm only here for the wrestling. So if I were to go to New Orleans, which is not going to happen, I, I would see there. almost everything but WrestleMania. He'll be there. Uh, will, will I? Well, I'm definitely not going He'll be there. <laughs> He'll be there. Uh, we'll be there, too. We will be there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sellers, you have an answer to your own question. What matters most to you? Storytelling. Because it's uh, in, in the beginning of, of our of, of, of our interest theme on here. It it it's all about storytelling. Is your direct quote on here? If you don't know, <laughs> it, it is true. I'm a huge storyteller, and even though, and the reason why I know I've already already talked about the match. I can't consider that match the match of the year. Oh no! If it's just put what? together. Like that, and I understand that what you're saying, Crabby, is about the in-ring work from bell to bell. I understand that, but to me, in order to have a match of the year, I need to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And the beginning Wait. doesn't have to be a pre-taped, you know, show or pre-taped, you know, uh, no. pre-taped uh, moment where they're talking or whatever. But I just need to have a moment where I have a reason why you're fighting. Excuse me, I'm being sold on why you're fighting, and at the end, you don't need to fight anymore. I, I just need that in my life. It was a too sweet moment for sure, but yeah, match of the year, nah. Uh-uh. Okay, first of all, uh, I see what you did there, and I hate you for it. Secondly, <laughs> do you really think that this is even the conversation for match of the year? No, 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 no. I just know it got overhyped because oh, it's a dream match, you know, blah yeah. blah blah. The too sweet moment, and everything. Oh, you, you know, I don't think you know, Marks is going to mark out. You know it. You already right. know. But but at the same time, when Marks mark out, or you just see re- reviews come, oh, this match was an A plus match. It was missing something for me. Like, you just said, oh, AJ Styles, we need you to come in because somebody else is sick. Oh, okay. Dream match. It came out of nowhere. It did what it was supposed to do. But it did. It did. It did what it was supposed to do in the ring. But just thinking about, I need that beginning, middle, and the end. It doesn't even have to go into threes. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. um, Anybody else? Anything else before closing remarks? Nope. I'm good. Uh, See you all Friday. For Nova Pro Pumpkin Spice Lariats at the uh, Annandale Volunteer Fire Department uh, on on uh, with Columbia Pike in uh, downtown Annandale, Virginia. Kickoff show from uh, six thirty. I'm getting me some. And Korean the stores open at early. seven. Show starts at eight. So um, well, what time? That's going to be a hell of a time. Well, six thirty, right? Oh yeah, six thirty. That's right. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tune in um, for that for that for that uh good old kickoff show, so we can uh get one the- of us will be there. I don't know. I don't know who else, but um, uh-huh, I'll be there. I'll be there. I, but I, I, I will. Hmm. Yeah, Mister Silly Sellers should be there. I wish I could, man. It's a birthday celebration. I gotta do uh, mother in law's birthday. Fair oh, enough. You, you gotta do that. Fair enough. Hold on, hold on. But um, hold on, yeah, hold on. So what, what time is that celebration, huh? 
We don't we don't let o'clock. people just get off easy. We harassed everybody last month until that place got packed. And indeed it did. So so sell out show. Anyway, yeah, we'll be there. Um, we'll be there. Jordan Grace will be there. Fred Yeha will be there. <laughs> DJ Z will be there. Sanjay Duck will be uh, there. Yeah, him versus John Sanjay, and that's gonna be nuts. Um, the mixed tag is gonna be what Angela Lane and um Dominic uh, Garini. Yeah. yeah, versus uh, Kermit and Brittany Blake. That's gonna be insane. Bring it, bring it, my man. Um, uh, Sugar Duncanton. I already called him out. He has to stop by the pre-show. I, I, I need him. I need him to come chat with us a little bit. So, hopefully, we get him there. Uh, and, then, and then Bo and Logan have open challenges. I'm just trying to figure out why Bo and them aren't trying to challenge each other, <laughs> or why Bo isn't trying to challenge him. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, the juggernaut's looking for work. I'll plug that real quick. Uh, two. Also, stop by, <laughs> stop by my buddy's table. The gated community. Stop by the merch table. Hella deals, specials is going on. Um, it's a list of things. I tweeted it. But definitely stop by the merch table. Uh, these guys are doing some crazy work on the indie scenes right now. Um, even enough to, to, to bring in uh, Deanna Palazzo, Palazzo for um, the next show, which is absolutely bananas that they brought uh, Vader Scott some help. So those guys, man, protect their investments, man. Better than you. I mean, Get a community. You may, you may not respect the, their message, uh, but you have to respect their work ethic. Community, Ed Dow and, and the crew have been absolutely on fire. So... You definitely, uh, you know, definitely check it out because they, you know, again, great guys. Though you may disagree with them, uh, but quality merch, and that's what you always want. Yeah, and we'll be in the gated community. I know about that. I'm pulling up in a Ferrari with them uh, for the next show. So <laughs> get in where you fit in, huh? But anyway, no real talk. Uh, check out their merch. They got, um, they got the house. Uh, they got they got shirts, merch for <laughs> Logan. Uh, uh, the the one percent the trifecta um pins uh they got um the the uh why do i keep wanting to get this wrong the 32 cards uh posters yeah, uh, cards? excuse me 52 52 52 i'm sorry sorry 52 uh Faye jackson, Faye jackson the one percent uh just check it out the guy's got a lot going on mentioning mention the uh big old belt podcast a worker deal with you for sure um, but yeah, tomorrow, eight o'clock, Ryo joins the show. Gonna be fun. Uh, this guy seen him. Seen him when he was I, I, we'll, we'll we'll get into it tomorrow, but I, I can't yeah, wait. We'll I can't, I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. But yeah, everybody tune in tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow, eight o'clock, Friday, be at the show. Uh listen to the show on your way to the show, six thirty. Be at the show, Annandale Fire Department, 730. Uh, Nova Pro, they're going to do their thing, and it's only going to keep getting better. So, PDA. All right. So, yep. tuning out. Thanks for tuning yep. in.